appreciated it. Or in the fact that we're in a wolf series, uh, talking to our men predominantly. Uh, no, the reason we showed you that video clip is because just like in the absence of wolves and how devastating that was for uh, Wyoming uh, and the areas like Yellowstone and Idaho, uh, in the same way, the lack of men, as we have described two weeks ago, the lack of men, the lack of godly growing men, the lack of of, of, of men really becoming what a man ought to look like, the lack of men in our society is devastating to our society. And we see that happening all across the landscape in so many ways, shape, and sizes. One of these stats is 36% of children uh, grow up without a biological father in their home. And that's a huge stat. Uh, and in fact, children without a father in the home are five times more likely to grow up in poverty, repeat a grade, suffer from depression, and be obese. And if you think about, um, if you want to just, just kind of exasperate that just for a, bit, a moment longer, the one thing that separates uh, all inmates and the thing that they have in common isn't age, isn't race, isn't any type of background that led them to, it is the fact that they, were, they lived in fatherless homes. Um, so society is going in the wrong direction. And the reason we jumped in and the reason we're, we're, we're doing uh, and having this conversation about our men is for the fact that we need men who are going to say, I, I, I want to become the man God wants me to be. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to become the guy who my wife respects. I want to become the guy that I respect. I, I want to I live a fulfilled and happy life. And let me just say that um, when we started this conversation two weeks ago, again, it has been a conversation piece. I've gotten multiple emails, have had lots of men and women grab me and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is pertinent to where we're at as a couple. This is pertinent to where I'm at as uh, a man, as a wife. And so I want to say this. Um, Man, if you can get this right... And, and what we're going to talk about today, if you can get, if you can, if you can apply what we're going to talk about today, ladies, you're going to feel more appreciated, more valued, more loved. You're going to be more cared for. And men, you're going to be the kind of person that you're going to love and respect based on this conversation today. So I want to, I want to throw this out to you. What is the number one, and this is kind of, kind of be like our introductory, big, broad, bold question. What is the number one discipline that men can have, that can, they can introduce themselves to, or the number one way that they can experience and become great men? What's the number one thing that a man can do as a discipline in his life to become a great man? I asked this question last hour, and we had people say, read the Bible, and I would say, yes, but wrong answer. <gasps> wrong answer, read the Bible, yeah, we got to do that, but what's the number one thing a man can do, a man can do, to help him become a, a great man? Pray, yes, pray is a good answer, but it's not the right answer. The number one thing a man can do is he needs to choose the right friends and work those relationships wisely. That's the number one thing a man can do. Now, and, and we've started this conversation two weeks out, uh, two weeks ago, 
But this is where it has gone towards. This, this is the direction where I want us to get to today. Guys, I want to raise the volume, turn up the dial of us gravitating and understanding this is, this is where we got to get. If you and I can't be in and get in and be in close relationships with other dudes, we're going to lose and lose royally. Last or two weeks ago, we said lone wolves are what? Losers. Lone wolves are losers. And our society today says to young men and men of all ages, if you're strong, you don't need anybody else. If you're a real man, you don't need anybody else. And that's a lie. Because in wolf packs, when wolves break off from the pack, all of a sudden they become the lone wolf. And what happens when a wolf breaks off from the pack, it becomes the lone wolf. All of a sudden, they don't have the strength of the pack any longer. All of a sudden, they become the weakest of the wolves. Why? Because they can't hunt in the pack. They've got to hunt on their own. They've got to go out and sustain themselves on their own. So when a, when a man breaks off of his man packs, all of a sudden, a man, a human being, he becomes vulnerable. He becomes susceptible to doing all types of stuff. And when he makes mistakes, which we all do, he can't recover as quick as when he has other men in his life. So this conversation's huge. And today, guys, this is like a, this might be a paradigm shift for even our own church. And I feel like we've done this well as a church, but this is something that I'm passionate about because I believe with all my heart, men, we can't win alone. In fact, I believe studies prove, and I left out a boatload of information that I wanted to bring that I just don't have time, a boatload of information that says men literally die sooner, quicker, when they're disconnected to other male relationships. That's not discounting the ladies in our life. Ladies, don't hear me say that. But if your man can get this right, you benefit from it. All right, so... The, the, the number one way is for men to choose the right friends, and we'll, we'll kind of break that down, and work closely and wisely in leveraging those relationships. We base this off of John fifteen thirteen. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, that was Jesus' words. And, and obviously, he, he modeled laying down his life for not just his friends, but he calls us all friends, right? Men, women, boys, girls, everyone. But in, in terms of our conversation today, I want to point this towards our men. There's no greater love than men giving their life away and building those relationships with other men. You can't win apart from doing that. In fact, men become better men when they're not on their own. So David, we talked about two weeks ago. David was an amazing warrior. He was, he was an army dude like some of you guys, a Marine, maybe uh, a, an army ranger. But he was an amazing warrior. And not only was he an amazing warrior, he was an amazing friend. He had friends. So there was times in his life when he was very, very successful. Those were when he had friends closely associated to him. And there were times you see in David's life when he did not have friends around him. And what did he do? He blew it. He failed royally and, and took a lot of back steps in his life. And so David had one 
particular friend that we're going to look at this morning whose name was Jonathan. Jonathan and David are known in the Bible as unbelievable, epic friendships. And so Jonathan and David were guys who spent years uh, doing things together, experiencing, you know, guy stuff together that led to them becoming very close friends. So after David was chosen to become king, as we looked at two weeks ago, and was rapidly on his ascent to become king, there came a time and period where uh, Saul began to uh, began to massage that relationship and began to put David in that, that place, but he was not yet king. And here it was one of those scenes. In 1 Samuel 18, verse 1, it says, After David had finished talking to Saul, Saul was king. David was not yet king. Jonathan, Saul's son, David's best buddy, Jonathan became one in spirit with David. And he loved him as himself. Well, that's, that's right out of the gate, pretty crazy, impossible task, right? Because how many of you guys love other people more than yourself? Um, in fact, most of us, we probably love ourselves way more than we ought to love ourselves. I, I accuse myself of that often. There are a lot of times I love myself way more than I love, I love myself, and that's why I need guys in my life. They'll say, hey, you're loving yourself more than you should love yourself right now. You're looking a little prideful. Tone it back a notch, buddy. All right, I have guys in my life that will say that to me. So here, here is Jonathan who loved David like he loved himself. And it says, from that day forward, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his family. And it said, and here's, here's what I want to show you. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan did something crazy. He willfully gave over all his sort of princely things that he wore and said, David, I'm going to give you all these as a symbol to say, you the man. You the man now. Not me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm the right lineage to become the man. But David, you're the man. And Jonathan took off all his robe that he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And this was the ultimate act of sacrifice. This was the ultimate act of being selfless. The ultimate act of love, the ultimate act of friendship. Now, women... You are naturally way better than guys are at relationships. You're just natural. I mean, you, you, you go to any Starbucks, and they're always outnumbered by women, right? Guys go to Starbucks. I get a coffee on occasion. But when you go and look at most coffee shops, usually there's more women there than men, right? And they're always huddled up, and they're always smiling, like, talking back and forth, and they're communicating, Right? They're just having a big time. And ladies will say, you know, I just want to share with you my insecurities. Let me tell you some fears I have. Guys aren't natural at that, right? We aren't natural at wanting to just kind of just say, you know what? I, I just want to talk to you about some things that are going on in my heart. Now, I mean, guys, that's something we can work on, something that I want to push us towards today. But we're just unnatural at it. Girls are so natural at it. In fact, I love how women try to help guys in this department. In fact, there's a woman named Lisa uh, Wade who was doing research and did research on the epidemic of male suicides. And, and you, you guys realize that, that uh, men, young men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women are. So the epidemic of young men growing up and, and finding those relationships as they, as they grow up are, are much fewer and smaller than they are women. And so she's speaking to this conversation, 
And I love how she kind of equates this, and I want to say she's right and wrong, but let me just talk about that for just a second. She says, speaking to the, this American men's crisis, that we need more friends, she says, to be close friends, ne- men need to be more willing to confess their insecurities. That's true. Be kind to others, have empathy, and sometimes sacrifice their own self-interest. That's exactly right. Real men, though, are not supposed to do these things. Can I just say she's right and she's wrong? Everything she said is right. But I just, I just kind of chuckle that a woman sees it through the lens of a woman. And men, we don't operate like that. I mean, it's just rare that you see two guys want to say, hey, friend, can I just empathize with you, right? Guys don't naturally do that all so well. So, so guys, we have to find ways for us to grow in the department of relationships. But I want to, I want to help us with that today. And here's where I'm, 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 all this leading is to get us to these four, four simple truths that help us build better guy relationships. So let me do this. I want to give you four elements of great wolf packs. Four elements of what will help men build great relationships because if we don't, we're going to die. If we don't, we'll never grow spiritually. That's right. I said, if you don't have a great wolf pack around you, you will not grow spiritually. Some of you guys are saying, well, I don't have a great wolf pack and I grow spiritually. Yeah. But if you had a wolf pack, you would be then, you would be then saying what I'm saying. I thought I was growing spiritually until I had a wolf pack. Then, wow, then I really grew as a man. Then I really became what I was hoping I would, wanted to become. And I'm not there yet. But let me give you the first one. Four elements of a great wolf pack. The first one is action. You can't have a great, growing, awesome male wolf pack apart from activities. Action. Now, this is something I think we all forgot. It was something we knew when we were kids. When I was a kid, we, we did a lot of crazy stuff together as kids. And I had like my own little, little mini wolf pack as kids, right? We blew up stuff. We can't believe we have all our fingers left. We built tree forts. We played sports together. Our parents picked us up together. We learned, like, we learned battle. We learned, we learned, like, how to work together. We learned how to sacrifice for each other. Every parent realizes how valuable it is to get your kid on a team, right? Every parent realizes how important it is to have your kids play with other kids when they're little and put toys around there because if it's one kid playing with a toy and it's your only child, not saying anything about only children, but if they don't ever learn to play with other kids, what happens, right? They miss stuff about relationships. And so we understand this in so many different terms. Uh, Military men understand this. When you go off to battle and you have that experience with being with another man in battle, you do what? You bond, right? And we've seen so many military men come back from battle and share stories about the bond that they had with that dude, that they were, on the, they were on that like wicked run with all that bad stuff that happened. And because of that, man, th- me and this guy were like this forever. We're thick as thieves. And so David understood this. David and Jonathan were both uh, warriors. Uh, both of them uh, have, had had many battles, uh, both separate and some even around each other. And so in 1 Samuel 14, 15, it says this, in that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer, I love this story, it's a unique story about how Jonathan's armor bearer says, I'll, I'll be your huckleberry, 
Um, and Jonathan says, let's go up there and get these guys. And, and uh, I'm, we're only taking one sword, by the way. You could just have to help me carry this sword. And so two guys, one sword against a bunch of other people, go up this mountainside. And the armor bearer says, I'll, I'll go with you. Why? Because they were, they were loyal to each other. They were friends. They had each other's back. So in that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about a half an acre. Then the panic struck the whole army, and those in the camp in the field and those in the outposts and raiding parties all of a sudden felt the ground shook, and there was a great panic that was sent by God. So here's Jonathan and David, great warriors with deep bonds because of, because of an activity. They had these experiences that were similar to each other. David had these battles. Jonathan had battles. Because of those, they had a lot of common ground, a lot of common interests. And so you don't have to carry a sword to be a warrior, but you have to have great friends. And you do have to find something that you like with and do, you like to do, and you have to do it with another man. I can't tell you how I've had so many conversations um, with guys that I'm not in, like, I don't have activities with, that we constantly say, hey, let's get together. And we never get together. <laughs> but the guys that I'm doing activities with, we don't have to say, let's get together, because there's already an established activity that we like to do with each other. So my point is, guys, if you're going to grow, if you're going to be in a deep, growing relationship with other men, and but not be that odd, lone wolf that's moving away and lost your wolf pack, you're going to have to find something that you're doing with other men and leverage that activity so you can grow with other guys. It's natural. It is natural. And, I, and, I'm, and this is something I'm like, wow, I guess I knew this, but I didn't really realize this. And so, guys, if we're going to win as a church, if we're going to, if we're going to allow and help our men win, ladies, if you're going to help your man win, we're going to have to figure out what do I like to do whether that's a fun activity, whether it's a serving type activity, or whatever activity it is, you've got to find out what it is, enter into it, and be in a relationship with the guys that are doing those things. Or else, we're just not going to do it. Think about it. How often are you interacting with other dudes and building relationships? But think about the times in your life when there was an activity that you were doing and how often... Were you connecting with guys? And so we want to exasperate that. We want to, we want to, we want to move further into that. Because, it, because, men, you've been told if, you, if you're close to a guy, it's effeminate. But that's a lie. You've been told, you've been told that you don't need anyone, anyone else in your life. And that's a lie. There, there's something different about male relationships than female relationships. And they revolve around activities. When I was uh, when I first moved back to Columbus, I hadn't had I don't have, I didn't have all my, my relationships intact, and I was like I, I need some friends, and obviously I want to connect and, and and let people know we're going to start a church, and but I, I need some I need some buds right I need some friends, and so I, I said Christy I, I really want to get back in the gym, and I remember joining the Y, and every Friday at lunch I played basketball. I mean I'm not great at basketball, but I like basketball. I played some when I was younger. And so I didn't join the Y and want to play basketball because I wanted to, like, go up and, like, still try to catch my teeth in the net. <clears throat> I never did that. Um, but but I, want, I wanted to get out there and hang with the boys. I wanted to build relationships, and we did. I mean, we had some 
phenomenal relationships. And when we'd sit on the sidelines and watch the other team play, and we'd talk, we'd get to know each other. And, and I can remember now even looking back and having conversations with those guys now saying, hey, we should get together sometime. But we're not playing basketball any longer, so we never get together. <laughs> right? And so I've got other, other, other circles that I'm in relationship with other guys, with other things that I do, and we're constantly doing things together. So guys, we've got to find that activity. Whether it's, whether it's like jumping on a serve team in our church or some guys group, some volleyball team, or here's what I think is crazy. We've been talking about this idea of, you know, like, let me just say this. You, you heard me say a couple weeks ago, I did the Spartan race, right? So the Spartan race, 90% of people who show up for the Spartan race are men. And I think it's ironic that like, 80% of who shows up to the church are women. Men are not in church any longer. Men, men are not going. Why? Because maybe we just kind of, we kind of ruled out a lot of the guy stuff that men could do a part of relationships. And so what we want to do is we want to have another, we want to we showcase and have a man seminar. Okay? Wouldn't that be awesome? A man seminar? No, it would be terrible. No one wants a man seminar. So we've been talking about, and I'm going to just throw this out here. I forgot to do it last hour. But I'm going to throw this out there. We're talking about in the fall doing a man camp. Man camp. Man camp. Man camp, right? Do you know what's going to happen at man camp? I don't know, but it's going to be awesome, okay? All right? And that's about all we have to do to get guys to show up. Like all of a sudden, I bet if we had a sign-up sheet and we had a couple more details... And we said, man camp, it's going to be awesome, a little bit of crazy, a whole lot of fun. Who wants to go? Guys would be like, uh, right? The average guy would say, let's go. And what we could do is we could do so much together. We could grow. And so we're talking about man camp in the fall. I'm just teasing it out. But here's the thing, guys. If we want to grow, I want to reprogram our brains just like when you were on a team as a kid or a team if you were ever in the Army, or some type of team you were part of, we've got to be in activity if we're going to grow with each other. The second thing is this. To be in a great growing wolf pack, we've got to have the same authority. That's the second thing, authority. 1 Samuel twenty twelve says this, And Jonathan said to David, The Lord, the Lord, the God of Israel... Be witness, saying that basically God is my witness, God is your witness, we're under the same witness. Because we, because we have God as our authority, we have the same values. You see, you want to be able to run with guys who have similar values as you. So guys, if you're thinking about who, 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 what wolf pack can I be a part of, you want to pick somebody who's saying I have this is my ultimate authority. Because if you are running with a group of guys who don't have the same authority that you have, you're not going to have that type of growth, commonality, love, joy, appreciation, and ultimate happiness if you find the guys that love what you love who are also having the same authority. So it, it is imperative, fellas, if we're going to grow, that you, one, say, I'm going to make God my ultimate authority. One, because I need that truth. I need that clarity. I need that value system. I need that 
direction, and you've got to find guys who have the same authority. Um, because authority determines your values. And when you align your life with God as the ultimate authority within a pack, you will win as men. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that, that beats its chest and markets to us as the ultimate authority. I mean, I remember getting different magazines uh, when I was in my early 20s and, like, you know, subscribe to some stuff and... Most of that I don't get any longer because I realize, like, eh, this stuff is just all external stuff. There's nothing in this that's really of any value about really helping me become a man. But I, I wanted to throw out a couple, a couple sources out there that would say these are, these are some truths. Now, you know, if you want to know how to dress, of course, David Beckham, he's like it, right? You want to know how to look like a man, here's a manscaper, right? Um, and this is what the idea of a man is, right? So is that our truth? No, not really at all, right? But these are... These are just one of many things that we uh, get broadcasted to us over and over and over about what a truth of a man looks like. I mean, here's your hair god, here's uh, the patron saint of swagger, and he is where you get your religion, right? So here's the style Bible. I mean, come on. So here's another one. I love this. Um, uh, Here's 30 red hot sex secrets, all right? And uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, Oh, is that Beckham again? Oh, he's just got a different haircut this time. Okay, so now that's the correct haircut, okay? And here's your ch- guide to uh, better, uh, better relationships. David Beckham, come on. And men's health. So what's crazy is when you start really looking at all these, you kind of thumb through them, you realize, okay, this is all about the external. There's nothing about this that says what a real man is. In fact, most of these are boyish, boyish, boyish uh, Boyish ways of life that all look at like, okay, how's my, how's my six-pack going, right? Uh, here's, here's all these different unique things about a man, but really they're just boyish stuff. And so nothing in these is talking about sacrifice, about being an ultimate protector, about being a loyal warrior and backing your friend up. None of that in these. So I just want to say that we've got to make sure we know who our authority is and finding men with the same authority. The, the, the third thing is, uh, as a part of the four elements of great wolf packs, is number three, affection. Affection. Which sounds a little bit kooky in our culture today, right? Sounds a little bit crazy, like what? We're, we're supposed to be affectionate? Yeah, we are. In fact, 1 Samuel twenty forty one says this, after the boy had gone home, or gone, David got up from the south side of the stone, and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. They'd gone through a difficult time. And they, had, they kissed each other and wept together. But David wept the most. Now, this is weird in our culture. But seriously, and I know, I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating that we start kissing each other, right? That's not what I'm advocating. I'm just advocating that we should be, we should be affectionate to each other. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with burying your soul to another dude after you've gone to shooters and shot a gun, right? Drop some ammo, put a cap in the target, and, and, sh- and cried. And say, dude, I, 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 I got, I got, I'm struggling, bro. My wife walked out on me. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away with some, with, some, with some, I'm just jacked up. I need your help, man. I mean, there's times where, where men need to find ways 
with activity, under one authority, that we blow off some steam with each other. We get real. We get honest. But it doesn't look like the ladies, right? It's different. It's different. It's guys. And so we've got to dial that up. Now, if you go to other, co- other, other countries, you see guys walk around holding hands. And, and it's not guys who are, like, homosexual, right? It, it, it's guys who are just dudes. They're not in lust with each other. They're just friends. In other customs, men kiss each other, right? They kiss each other. That, I mean, that's my dad kisses me still. I kiss my son all over his face, and he thinks it's totally cool, right? So what this is for men is if we're going to grow, we got to be just willing to, to be open with each other and honest. And I know that's, that's tough in our culture because either we're, either we're um, and the church is wrestling through this and trying to be, get better at this because I, I would say that the church today is very homophobic. But I would say also on the flip side of that, um, we're almost fixated uh, like homophixia to where we think that if we see two men that might be crying with each other and the ne- next minute punching each other in the arm, we might think that's, that's, okay, that's off. They're in lust. No, they might just be two guys who are great friends. And so we're saying, guys, if we're going to be growing as godly men, as the Bible portrays godly men, who love their spouse, love their kids, and love their country, we got to be willing to say, i got to get real with somebody else. Fourth thing is this. Affirmation. Affirmation. Proverbs 4, uh, 17, 17 says this, A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for adversity. A brother is born for adversity. You know, when I'm going through a hard time, I love it when Christy encourages me. I love it. And it's so encouraging and helpful. But there's something different. There's something unique. When a guy knows I'm struggling, or a guy knows, man, I'm just beating myself up over something I've done, or I'm just feeling miserable about about who I am. When a guy knows that, I've got some close guy friends. I've got one of my closest friends who lives out of town, and he's like, the, he's like a guy who's like a western, I mean like wild man. Like he texts, he texts me every now and then. And he and his son are holding up a, a mountain lion saying, hey, yeah, we were, during the football game we went out back and shot us a mountain lion during halftime. That's what happens when your team stinks, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're awesome. And he'll be the same guy that'll check in on me and he'll say, what's going on? No, I want to know the truth. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you working hard in this area? Are you struggling? How have you been treating your wife? And he'll be the guy that affirms me, that encourages me. And guys, we've got to be not only men who hold the truth for each other and will call each other out, punch each other in the face if we have to, but we've also got to be the guys who affirm each other and say, great job, man. I saw you look the other way when that girl walked by. I'm applauding that. I'm applauding you right now because I saw you two weeks ago and you screamed your head off at your kids when they didn't deserve like 90% of that. Good job. Good job. I'm on your team. You're my, you're my guy. I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm for you. And we got we to gotta have that. We got to have that. It's got to come from other men. It's got to come from other men who you've invited in to be a part of your wolf pack, which brings me to number, number five. Accountability. 
accountability. And I wrestle using that word accountability because I think accountability sounds like you're just in a, a men's small group where you're just like crying and you're trying to pass around Kleenexes like girls pass around Kleenexes and maybe you need Kleenexes. That's cool. But we just have this picture of like something that's not manly because it's been billed as not manly. We've been told that that's not manly. But what we need to view is we need to have other men in our lives who we give permission to. Let me, let me explain it like this. Um, I remember five or six years ago, um, shortly after we moved back, I, I'm missing some of the outdoors experiences that I had. I grew up in South Florida with my dad and did a lot of bird hunting and duck hunting. And so I didn't have any duck hunter friends and still suffering in that department, by the way. Um, and so we're, I, I moved up here and uh, I got invited to, to go duck hunting and it was over in Alabama. And we're sitting in this duck blind. It's early in the morning. If you've ever duck hunting, you've got to get up there at like the, 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 the early size. I, I was trying to say that politely. Um, early in the morning of dawn. And, um, and you've got to wait till all these, these ducks fly over, right? And it's, it, at first light, then you're allowed to start shooting. Well, we're, we're sitting there, and we're having a big time just like, this is stupid. Why are we out here? It's, it's, it's cold. I mean, what are we doing? And we're checking ammo and we're in our ground blind and we got like decoys sitting out there. And, you know, the guys that are good callers, they got their little duck things. They're like ready to go like, wah, 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 ready to call ducks. Well, I remember like all of a sudden we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And like it gets light. No ducks are flying over. And finally, after about an hour or two of light, all these ducks fly over and all of a sudden, they start calling, all of us start shooting, and it sounds like World War II, just like boom, 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 boom. And they've got dogs, and we're shooting and killing nothing. Like, we don't hit anything the entire day. Like, you know, I mean, I know some of you are, like, freaked out, but the good news is we didn't kill any ducks, okay? All right? So ducks, no, ducks, ducks, one million, Murphy, Guy, Wolfpack, zero. And so it's, we had this wonderful experience, and I, can, I couldn't remember, I can't remember any of the ducks. I don't remember what they look like. I don't remember whose gun I borrowed, but I remember the conversations we had. And I can tell you, we talked about stuff in that duck blind that I haven't talked about with any other men in my entire life. And it was around guns. It was around stupid guy stuff. That only guys get, right? And maybe duck hunting's not your thing, and maybe mountain biking's not your thing, and maybe, you know, like drag strip racing's not your thing, maybe sand volleyball's not your thing, maybe you got some other thing, that's cool. Whatever your thing is, you need to give a hunting license, a hunting license to other men in your life to be able to have permission to speak into your life. It's imperative. It's imperative. Guys, we've got to find guys, find the activity. We've got to give the hunting license away. We've got to to do these things with other dudes or we won't do them at all. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to continue spiraling downward and losing ground and not becoming the guy that God's calling you to be. So here's the thing, guys, I want to end today with kind of like a, just a simple charge. Proverbs 12, or 27, 14 says this, as iron, which is like tough, which is hardcore metal, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. 
I want to give you two things to do today. One, let's get fired up for man camp. It's coming. All right? Not, not the men's seminar, but man camp. Man camp. The second thing is this. I need some of you today to walk out in the lobby and start waving your hand around and saying, I'm going to start a group. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I don't even know you. And, and it, we, we already launched groups a few weeks ago, but I need some guy groups. Guys are dying on the vine. You are dying on the vine, if you'd be honest. You're not moving forward. You're just making mistake after mistake. And the recovery, the recovery is almost not there because you don't have any guys in your life. And the reason you're not showing up, hanging out with guys, is because you're not doing anything you like to do with them. We're trying to fit in a girl's mold that doesn't necessarily work for guys. And, and the struggle is we look out there and there just aren't a lot of models of what this looks like today. But I, I want us to model this. I want us to, to work on it. We, we, we may never perfect it, right? We may have like 12 guys get killed at man camp and never, never do it again, okay? <laughs> but but we've got to work on this because we're going to die anyways, distant and far from God, struggling if we don't get this right. So guys, I want every guy in this room right now to grab your cell phone. And I want you to start texting some dude today. And I want you to say, hey man, I want you to know you're my boy. I love you. I appreciate you. I miss you. Let's get together and go to shooters next week. Or let's, let's, let's get together and let's, let's golf. Let's invite Steve and Dave and some of the old crowd together because we, we need to pick this back up. Or, or maybe it's, hey, you're a guy that I know, don't know you all that well. We've hung out a few times, smoked a cigar. That's for emphasis. But let's, let's hook up. What do you, what, what's your favorite hobby? I'm trying to figure out a way to, to grow. I want, you to, I want you to go ahead and take that step today and initiate, all right? Because if you don't, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm throwing this, God has placed this on my heart for you today. If you don't take this step today, it's on you. But your wife, your children, if you're married, you got kids, they want you to. And ladies, you need to fan this flame. It may mean, now girls, you're going to hate me for this, but it may mean you need to allocate some budget for this. Now the guys are like going, yeah, come on, budget. But look, you don't have to go crazy. I, I know 10 guys in this church that have like the most awesome Jeeps. You already have it. You already have it. Go, 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 go do what Jeeping guys do. Go ride. Go take your tops off. That didn't sound right. <laughs> Go take your Jeep tops off together and holy tops Jeeps off unison. Okay. But pick something. Go serve. My gosh. We, we have like dude stuff like through our city serve. We're going all across our city doing some pretty manly stuff. We, we, had, we had a group a year ago that they, were, they call themselves the Flash Mo team. Every widow they could find in the city, they would show up and they'd mow her grass. That's cool. 
and they'd go get chicken wings afterwards. That's awesome. So I need some guys, not only to start texting, but I need some guys to walk out in this room afterwards and say, I'm willing to start that group, whatever it is. Whatever it is, all right? And I want you guys to get connected this week, somehow like this. Let's pray. God, we, we, uh, we acknowledge we need this. God, there's, no, there's really no debate that we, we gotta, we've got to do this. So God, give us courage. Give us strength. Some of us are, are here for the first time. We go, wow, this is where I need to be jump on board go with us because God we want to grow and we were saying today we need you but God to, to, to recognize you to be close to you we got to have other men in our lives to fan that flame and we got to go together not alone we love you Jesus amen please stand as we close in song